Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. This week I chat to my friend Catherine Thomas. Catherine is one of the most talented, successful and hardworking TV and radio presenters in the country. In a career spanning over two decades, she added business owner into the mix six years ago when she set up fitness and wellness retreat, Pure Results Bootcamp. It's about trying to get that inner confidence from, out of people that's there. And it's, it's believing, trying to get people to believe what they are actually truly capable of. Because it's always oh, the voice good. in our head. And I do have that voice in my head. Um, when I let it talk loud enough that tells me, maybe you shouldn't go there. Maybe this is too risky. Maybe don't do that. Maybe do you want to actually take on this whole new project that you don't don't need right now? And you can talk yourself out of anything if you allow yourself. And like you can call yourself um, the most awful names under the sun. You can treat yourself and talk to yourself in such a negative way that it impacts you long term, um, which I've seen down through the years on Operation Transformation and 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 over the years in in Pure Results. And I just think we are we are too important to be negative about ourselves. She lives in Dublin with her husband, Porrick, their gorgeous little girl, Ellie, who's two, their dogs, Peter and Poppy, and their cat, Arthur. And when I think about it, we actually have a fair few things in common. We're the same age. We both started working in telly at 19. We have two brothers and one sister. We've climbed Kilimanjaro. We love a good sing-song. We both have one child and we've both felt the pain of miscarriage. She's ballsy, kind, grounded, open-minded, and they're just some of the reasons why I love her. In this conversation, we reminisce about our beautiful crack-filled wedding last August. We talk about the power of self-talk, the current situation, the ups and downs of baby making and the brilliance of a sing-song. I'm not going to lie though, I really missed not being in the same room as her as we spoke, but we did the best we could. She was in her walk-in wardrobe at home and I was in my bedroom and this is how it went. Like I think back on the first couple of weeks of this back in March um, and we were, myself and Ellie were sick even before the 12th or the 13th of March. So we were, uh, we've pretty much been in lockdown since the 6th um, from what I, me now with chron- chronologically, I'm useless. But um, so it seems for, it, it's it's such a long time, but the first four weeks I have to say were were a completely different uh, environment than than where we are now. You know, it did. It was it was a bit of a shit show, to be honest. I'm not joking you. Um, just adapting, you know, the business uh, closing, trying to get everything moved online, trying to figure out how to work together as in Pork working from home as well. Um, and it was just everybody was there was a heightened sense of anxiousness and nervousness. And now like I just think about where I am actually now today uh, sitting in the wardrobe but uh, I'm so at peace and I'm so calm and I'm I'm enjoying every day 
I really am like I'm enjoying the time and the slower pace of life and the um the experience of it you know and I kind of feel guilty saying that but but having to be still and having to um you know, having to have all this time at home and not being able to go anywhere, which for me is a completely new experience. I'm somebody, as you know, who loves being on the move, loves being on the go. I would have had three holidays by now planned. Um, and actually, it's really taught me a lot about myself, I think. For example, like my sister is coming home now on Sunday. She flies in. So she's been living in the States for six years. And it has been a conversation of ours for the last year. Will she come home? Will she not? Um, you know, she's been struggling with this. And I think anybody who's lived abroad um, and anybody who's been abroad for quite some time goes through this. It's the loving a life away, but feeling as time goes on. Um, and I don't know, you may have had this conversation with Gráinne, but it's it's there is always a drawback um, and it's like how hard it pulls and at different times how hard it pulls and for her she was she pretty much made the decision but when all of this happened it really you know we were having these conversations about what is important where you want to be who you want to be close to who you want to be around and it just when you strip everything away jobs money everything it's like the people that you love and the people who are important to you um, outdoes any lifestyle, any job, any country, you know, it's it's you need to find your you need to find your tribe. That's it. You need to go back to where you you want to be. And that, and for her, it was that was it, it took this to actually um, solidify that decision for her. You know, that's what I think a lot of people are getting out of this time as well, which is uh, to like a recalibration on what's important and the stuff that we worried about. And I know and I know it's hard and particularly those who, you know, in jobs where maybe they've lost their job or their job has changed or they're freelance, whatever. And I know how challenged that is. But in a way, it's a good thing when you get to refocus on, on the stuff that really Really matters and the, and the and the things that we occupy our thoughts with are that concern ourselves with most of the time that actually don't matter a shit when it comes down to mm. it. So mm. isn't it great that, you know, I'm glad that maybe is this in its own weird way and I'm sure it's it, uh, it must be really hard for her, like six years there made her life there and now this move home but is she is she at peace with the move? For her, it's she definitely knows it's the right move to come home and she has no anxiety around that at all. It's I suppose travelling at this time and moving countries in the middle of a global pandemic that, that she's kind of um that's that's she's struggling with that you know but um but she's she knows it's the right time and i think once she knows that that's what i keep saying to her once you know you've made that decision and um, then you're not going to have any regrets you know we can deal with everything else either side of it so she's moving into an airbnb obviously for a couple of weeks to self isolate but she's moving back with a job as well so she's she also realizes how lucky she is considering so many people now are having to rethink their whole lives and anybody that's lost their job anybody that's still in that sort that doesn't know do you know what I mean that's that for me is 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 the, the most terrifying thing for for people who don't still don't know where they stand in terms of the job that they had or the businesses that they own what, what will they look like will they be able to continue um so look a, a bit like myself she realizes that she's lucky to be in the position that she's in to have a job to come home to now I, I wanted to talk about something else because one of the similarities between us um and there's a few actually when I kind of look at it but definitely one of them is that we both love a good old sing song. And I remember a few weeks back <laughs> on Instagram, you made me laugh so much when you said, this is it now, I'm committing. I'm committing to learning the words of songs because when it comes, and I'm, I'm, you, know I'm, you know I'm the same. It comes oh. to that time of the night and we want an owl song and the next thing, I'm a, I'm a verse in and I go, Jesus, I can't remember anything else. And it's yeah. gone. My entire family are dreading Everybody coming out of lockdown, <laughs> primarily because they will have to meet up with me and have the sing song of sing songs. And it will be like, there's no karaoke, Mike. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going through this. And uh, I'm just I, like, I when, I think about, when I think about, you know, singing Raglan Road, singing Red Haired Mary, singing the Galway Shawl, uh, singing Black is the Colour. I just cannot wait. I can't wait. And you know what? I envisage it. I'm going, when is it going to be? You know, when can we all be together with a feed of pints in the one room, like in somebody's armpit, uh, with your arm around somebody you don't know, having that having that moment. And I don't know when that's going to happen again. And that's sad. 
You know, I do find that sad. It, it is. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, poor Porik has had to listen to me here and we've had sing songs down Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> and my my in-laws have had um, have had um, red haired Mary sung down the, the, the Zoom camera at them. Um, w- with a feed of 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 pints on board, but um, yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, brilliant. It's, it's if that if some people are learning Spanish and other people are are learning how to garden, but for me, it was just getting past two verses of a song. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, do you remember that sing song that we had in Kilimanjaro? We climbed Kilimanjaro, and that night we had come down. We had we had scaled the mountain, we had done it and we were on the way down and we just had a massive sing song with all the porters. <laughs> it was and, so uh, funny because do you remember we had like, the, we basically had a thimble full of vodka or Bacardi or something, but we might as well have had like 20 <laughs> shots because <laughs> between the tiredness and the altitude, it just went right to our head. I, I forgot that I was in Africa in Kilimanjaro and I might as well have been in West Kerry uh, in Dick Max in in Dingle, you know. As somebody who has travelled extensively, um, and I uh, I love Ireland. I love it with my heart and soul. I love living in Ireland. I love being here, and I think um, possibly because I all through my 20s got to travel, it makes me appreciate, um, or certainly it made me early on appreciate. Uh, what we have here and the the crack and the the heart of the nation, you know, and I I know people totally understand what I mean when you're talking about your nights out. And I more than anybody have always loved like for me, it's a sing song, but I love dancing as well. Like that is my I love getting out on the dance floor. And I mean, obviously, since becoming a mom and having Ellie, um, you know, you don't do it because you're the oldest swinger in town. If, <laughs> when, if, when you're out. But on the odd time, on the odd time that you do, you know, on the odd time that we do go out now with the girls or that we did, um, you know, like losing it on the dance floor, you know, losing all your inhibitions, having the crack, laughing your head off uh, and dancing to whatever for, you know, with all the people that you love around you. That to me is I still I miss it. And um, and I just I long to do it again. I mean, I really long for that kind of uh, big group, girly night out Um and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just strange to, to to kind of think about when that will you can do that again, you know. And obviously, it's when when we have a vaccine and when when things return to to some level of normality, you know. When you're talking there, I'm I'm I have so many flashbacks of you know nights out together, and not just that, but like I'm actually remembering the night of your wedding where you just didn't leave the dance floor. Now you probably had the best. There weren't even a wedding band, but the band that night. It was like being at a gig. They were they were just off the scale. But you didn't leave the dance floor all night, and you just mm. had. You know what I love um, when I think about you. I think one of the terms are that really comes to mind. Loads of words come to mind, but you've always been very free spirited, which is a beautiful mm. thing to witness in somebody. It's like you are completely at ease with the person you are, and you just let you just let loose. And it's very empowering for people to see that because when you're when you are in the company of somebody who's very comfortable in their own skin, it makes you feel like Do you know what. I can be comfortable in mine. And I, it's, it's a beautiful quality that you have. I always feel when I'm in your company that you, you number one, you bring out the, the, the kind of the fun side in people, but you also bring out a feeling of, of a kind of a carefree, let's just have the crack. Come on, let's live. Oh, let's go for it. That's so it's lovely, lovely of thing. you to say. Oh, it's so that's lovely true. of you to say. And again, I think it's when you have your people around you and it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um, like I... I am very fortunate and very lucky to have the family that I have and the friends that I have who accept me the way I am and have encouraged me to be the way I am. And, you know, there'd be some people who who don't know me or who might see me and go, geez, your one is is losing the plot or is 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 too much or too full on. And for me, it's been, you know, when I am out, I as you say, I've I've got this free spirit. I've always had it. And I love it. And I love letting loose and, you know, kicking it off on the dance floor, jumping on a table, um, you know, and and enjoying it. And it's enjoying the moment. And for me, it was really important at my wedding that I I still had that and I still experienced that and it wasn't going to be, oh, I was, I, it was different on my wedding night. Do you know what I mean? So we just wanted to create that atmosphere, which, um, 
uh, I savor and I relish with all my friends, which is getting out, having fun, seeing people laugh. I mean, when we look back at our wedding video, it's it's just people who are in absolute hysterics, possibly at me making an absolute show of myself. But, um, <laughs> it's just it's everybody is laughing and everybody is everybody's laughing everybody's dancing and uh, everybody's hugging you know and we were we were only looking at it the other day going god we were very lucky to have experienced that and have and and, and have have gotten our day because i know so many couples didn't and so many pe- see, people have had to put put their wedding on hold um and you know there was that thing going around on on instagram going what was your last normal photo and actually when you go back um and you see you know 40 people having a big group hug that is just it's 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 precious now you know it's precious it really is we've had the same kind of chats because you know Grog got married in December and we were just thinking mm-hmm. like what if it had been a few months later and as you said you really do feel for people I suppose who people who've gone ahead with it but they have to implement social distancing and how different that is like it's just it's hard to put into words what's going on I suppose everybody's going through this in their own way and there's a myriad of different things going on for people right now. But yeah, your heart goes out to people. It feels like even though it's not long ago, you're not even a year married yet. um, But yet it feels like a lifetime ago when you think back on that day. I do think as well, it's just not us to be uh, that reserved and and mindful and standoffish and stand standing back from each other. You know, like one of my best friends, Anna, lives in Finland and, um, you know, there's a very marked difference. Anytime I go up to Helsinki, they are not as tactile as us, as in your face as us, as in your ear hole as us. You know what I mean? We are very Mm -hmm. like in and and around and in your space that's the sort of people i think that we are not all of us but a lot of us um and i think that's why we're finding this so difficult big time can i talk about your dad because the father of the bride speech was one of the best speeches i've ever heard it was so funny and so warm and i it was it was so obvious that you guys have a brilliant bond you know the way you'd be you'd go to weddings and you'd and the big gorgeous father of the bride speech but it would be very kind of matter of fact and i'm very proud of my daughter and this that and the other but he like he <laughs> I, I won't reveal it, but it was just, he basically took the piss out of you and it was proper hilarious. It was like, and you can only do that when there's a very genuine, real connection between two people. And he's like, I was like, I want to hang out with Catherine's dad. He just sounds like such a great guy. <laughs> it was so funny and talking Aww. about you as a kid. And I think they've always, I got the feeling that um, you were always uh, encouraged to be the person that you are. For sure, for sure. And he is the best person in the world. You know, he is he is um, he is everything that I hope to be and everything that I aspire to be, really, because uh, and do you know what, Sheila, wow. sure, I said that to you. He was so nervous. He was so, so nervous because he hates public speaking more than anything in the world. He hates being in the limelight and God love him. I mean, he literally wasn't. Um, he wasn't right. That's why we did the speech before the meal, because he just I wanted. To, and actually, we were going to do it straight after the service, because I the only thing I cared about was that he was comfortable again. You know what I mean? Um, and he said, Catherine, it's going to be it's going to be short. It's going to be short, like five minutes, five minutes. So we had been talking to the head chef and I said, listen, honestly, it's only going to be five minutes because he's like he's, he's <laughs> so anxious. I'm sure that he went on for about like a half an hour uh, or more. That was brilliant. But he's, um, yeah, look, he's just one of those people in my life that I feel very fortunate to have. And the relationship that we we have is um, is very special to me. And he's he's a very special person in, in everything that he's been through. He works incredibly hard. He has been through so many ups and downs. And yet he is one of these people that I have never, I could probably count on one hand the times I've seen him have a bad day. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't have them on his own or or with his partner, Susan, or that he hasn't had them down through his life. But he is he's programmed as to be a very positive person. And I I think I have that from him. I think I I I inherited that from him. And um, and I I do count my lucky stars every day that 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 I am I I am like him, you know, um, because Anytime something negative happens, that's where I go. If I have a bad day or when things are going to pot or things don't work out or you don't get the job that you went for or that you auditioned for, I always go back to him and I always go back to, you know what, what, how important is it? How in the bigger scheme of things 
how important is it? This is something that you're going to get over. This is not as as important as the the as what you're that that what you're placing on it right now, you know. And so I always go there, and I always come out of it, you know. I always he always kind of he's always with me, his 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 way of thinking, and I think it is because it's my way of thinking. So you would have seen it at my wedding that my closest friends are still my friends that have been with me for thirty years, you know. 20 years, 30 years. And that's so important to me. It's so important that I have a very strong uh, group of people who will disagree with me, don't get me wrong, all the time yeah, 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 yeah. and and agree with me. And and we'll disagree and argue about everything, friends and family, you know. Um, but I just think we, you know, life is too short to um, get into that negative place of tearing somebody down um for whatever reason um because it doesn't it's not something that you agree with so um yeah i i try and live like that i try and and you know i'm not jesus don't get me wrong i'll i'll have had my moments for sure um but generally i think people are good i really believe people are good and i think that i have been very fortunate in the career that i've had um that i have felt such goodness from people like i have felt such goodness from my employers the teams that I've worked with over the years, because when you, as you know, work in the freelance industry, um, it can be quite fickle and it can be, uh, there's not a whole lot of certainty in that, you know, from for from one year to the next, you don't know, there's, there's, there's not a, there's, as I said, there's not a certainty. So it can be fickle. It you you can be pretty disposable. And twenty years working in television, um, you know, you're not always going to be first choice. You're not always going to get those jobs. But um, from from the love that I have felt from the audience, from the Irish people, from my employers, from the teams that I've worked with, I, I'm very grateful for that. Do you know what I mean? I'm very grateful for the career that I've had and how I have been accepted, you know, and not everybody likes what I do and not not everybody. Um, and that's fine because that's what the world is about. You know, if everybody liked what you did, um, it would be pretty boring. Um, but in general, uh, you can go looking for the people who hate you and you can go looking for the people that hate what you do. But I honestly am too old and too wise, I hope at this point to do that. And um, I, 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 I try and, and go out and surround myself with the positivity and the good feedback and give the good feedback. So they, I, I, there's a saying that's coming to mind. We, we, um, we live who we believe we are. Um, and I, I think whenever I, I, and I suppose it translates into the work you do with Pure Results, you're all about like positive, empowering self-talk because I think a lot of us can be guilty of of being our own worst critic or, you know, getting in our own way oftentimes where it feels like you have always had a pretty good connection with that inner voice inside you that that's telling you that you're well able and to go mm. on and get on with it and, and you can do this, um, mm. which is, which is, which is, which is great because a lot of people, myself included, have probably had to do a lot of work to kind of reconnect with that voice inside. Whereas you've always felt, it feels like you've always naturally been very instinctual with it uh, and good in tuning in with, no, no, I know I, I know I can do this. I know I'm, and not a, not a cocky thing, but just a real true confidence thing. Mm, and yeah, and I, I, I think you're right. I think I, I have... Uh, there's a risk taker in me for sure. And again, I would say I inherited that from my dad. You know, it's I am somebody who probably uh, thinks about something, believes I can do it and then worries after I've made the decision afterwards whether I can or not. You know, so I kind of jump in two feet first into stuff. And I think that is possibly um, a self-confidence or a self-belief. And I, I feel that I, I am pretty self-confident and I feel that I am a risk taker. And so I will always go forward as opposed to think about staying in the same place or going back. And that has worked for me on in so many occasions and it's backfired and blown up right in my face in others. But it's always <laughs> something that I've learned from. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So whether that's career or relationships or or um, or job decisions or whatever, um, I, I, I just I follow my gut and on a split second, I will decide I'm doing this. I'm going for it. And um, and I do try and, you know, even with 
uh, all my clients down in pure results or when, you know, I'm 11 years going into 11 years doing operation transformation. It's about trying to get that inner confidence from out of people that's there. And it's it's believing, trying to get people to believe what they are actually truly capable of, because it's always the voice in our head. And I do have that voice in my head uh, when I let it talk loud enough that tells me maybe you shouldn't go there. Maybe this is too risky. Maybe don't do that. Maybe do you want to actually take on this whole new project that you don't don't need right now? And you can talk yourself out of anything if you allow yourself. And like you can call yourself um, the most awful names under the sun. You can treat yourself and talk to yourself in such a negative way that it impacts you long term, um, which I've seen down through the years on Operation Transformation and 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 over the years in in Pure Results. And I just think we are we are too important to be negative about ourselves. We are too good. We are too valuable to talk negatively um, about ourselves and be critical of ourselves because, um, you know, we don't deserve it. And I think we really, um, we it can, it can take you down a rabbit hole that's very hard to come out of. And, you know, and you are, you are self-critical. You, I think I've said this to you before. I think you can be um, too hard on yourself. And when, um, when I hear you being hard on yourself or talking about yourself like that, I, like I, it makes me sad because I, I just, I think you're such an incredible, resilient, strong, brilliant, ambitious woman. And you know, you are too. And, and we all have those moments, you know, and, um, you know, I've obviously had moments to you where I go, Jesus, what am I doing or whatever? But um, and they're allowed, but it's just have them and move on is the way I kind of try and, yeah. and get get in my head, you know. Yeah, well, th- thank you as well. I think as well, that's why I'm I'm passionate about um, having conversations like this one. And I think it, you've said a few things there where I'm getting goosebumps because I, it's, yeah, you know, I think we need voices like yours more. And thankfully, there are more and more of them. And I'm 41 and I feel like it's only in recent years. It's only really since I went through... Um, the stuff that I went through in the last, whatever, eight, nine years uh, with, you know, life stuff happening, um, which everyone really knows at this stage. So I don't need to go on about it. But like, you know, it's really allowed me to kind of cut through the layers of nonsense and peel it back and go, you know, you're bloody worthy. And that goes for every single person. But many of us do struggle with it. And I think it seems probably strange to someone who who has a good connection with that voice to understand why. But it's about what I've learned is it's really you have to get in there and you have to retrain the mind and the mind believes what whatever we're feeding it. So I'm really consciously and I have been for years trying to catch myself when that negative critical voice comes in um, and, and to switch up that conversation. I mean, I think there are there are moments and there are experiences and you know even just when you were talking there about life experiences certainly for me and you know when I when I went through um, my miscarriages no more that I've spoken about it very honestly and frankly as have you um, that was a time that I say really tested everything that I've just said five minutes ago um, about being positive and um, you know be going easy on ourselves. That was a time where I really struggled and I really um, questioned all of the what I thought I knew about myself, all of the strength and the positivity and the looking forward and the go getting. Um, there was a time when that just all seeped out of me and um and it was hard it was really hard and I I, I wondered was it all a, a, sh- a show or was it was it because I'd never experienced anything like that 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 had made me you know feel the way that I did when I went through that because that was probably the that was without doubt the hardest thing I'd ever gone through uh, and it was a long four years and when I think back on it you know because when I was I knew that I'd be chatting to you and that that this would probably come up um I didn't expect it to come up now, but actually it's just made me think when I was talking about how I'm how I'm sort of programmed like that. That for me was a time when I was really challenged um, and and I struggled to retain and maintain um, the person I thought I was. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, we we started trying in. 2015 and she was born on the 23rd of March 2018 so it was a long time and do you know I've forgotten the emotional turmoil it's easy to forget 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Get the emotional turmoil of that time because she's here in the world and it was like she was always meant to be but deep down I think it changed me for sure and I think it has left a scar um, that's still there but you know but but it, it didn't it didn't it didn't get me all the way do you know that do, do you know what I'm trying to say it was it's something that's, yes, yes. that has definitely left a scar and um, definitely challenged that sort of positive uh, disposition that I have um but it didn't it didn't it didn't beat me you know um but it was it was certainly a time where um where it challenged me yeah I remember that night so well when you were on the late late um and I can't remember how far along you were pregnant with Ellie but like you know I think for anyone watching Number one, I think you helped so many, not just women, but couples watching and who had heard about, you know, you putting yourself in a, in a vulnerable position to talk about something very intimate, but in such a, in a way that I think helped just so many people not feel alone because it is still, despite more and more people talking about it, it is still something that can be very, very difficult for anyone to share. And, and I know we get that, you know, yes, we both made the decision to speak about it publicly, but we also appreciate mm. how, how hard it is. But for you mm. being pregnant as well at the time, that's an extra, I suppose, level of, you know, you had all of, all of that going on as in the hormones associated with pregnancy. What was going through your mind that night before you, you stepped out to have that chat with Ryan? Well, for me, I, because I had, I think maybe I was seven months pregnant, six or seven months at that point. And um, I had had two miscarriages at that point. We had been through fertility treatment. I was under an amazing woman called Dr. Mary Wingfield in the, the Marian Fertility Clinic. And the first time I saw her was back in 2015. Um, and so I had surgery. I had a, 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 a cyst on my fallopian tube and um, we thought that I was going to lose my fallopian tube. Um, and I went in under, went into surgery and she managed to save it. And it was... Um, um, it was a completely different outcome than I thought it was when I when I woke up. But going through on that journey, that was 2015. Um, we had two miscarriages um, and we went for fertility treatment then. We were under her and um, uh, got pregnant. And um, I suppose for me, I had I had. 
I had relied on a lot of forums at that point and anonymous forums where I was able to talk about this with um, a lot of women who had gone through it. I also spoke to to my friends as well. And um, for me, it was I was it was always something that I did speak about when when, you know, a couple of weeks after we'd had the miscarriage, I was able to talk to my parents. I was able to talk to my my friends about it. It wasn't something that I ever hid. And when I realized the amount of people in my life who hadn't told me it had happened to them, it was uh, it was kind of flabbergasting to me because I'm I am a talker and I suppose I do wear my heart in my sleeve and I do put it out there. And I was very much of the opinion, how do you go through something like this? The emotions of it, um, if you have nobody to talk to or if it's just you and your partner going through it. And um, so I'd kind of been open about it. And and when I was asked to go on The Late Late Show, I it was important for me to go on while I was still pregnant because I didn't want to come on um, after I had had my baby. I don't know. What, I do know why. For me, Interesting. It was, for me, I wanted to, um, I was nervous all the way through that pregnancy. I was so, abs- I was, I was bricking it. I was absolutely bricking it because um, when you go through a disappointment and the hardships that we had gone through, you never believe it's going to happen. And I wanted to, it was important for me to go on and say to other women and couples who were going through it that there is hope and there is always going to be risk. And I'm sitting here on national television talking about um, our past and what it's got, you know, what it took to get us here. But also we're not out of the tunnel yet, you know, but this is life and this is nature and whatever will be, will be. And all you can do is is be as healthy as you can, be as positive as you can. Um, and after that, it's sort of out of your control. And I I suppose it was important for me to, to be on that couch while I was still pregnant with a certain amount of unknowing what the future was going to hold because I wanted to be honest then. Um, and that was that was kind of important for me. So um, because I was nervous, but I, it wasn't going to change the fact like right the way until she was born, even when she was in my arms, I actually couldn't believe that it was happening. You know, I actually couldn't believe oh. that we were finally. You're right. Yeah. 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 And I, I know, you know, I know for you. It's been hard, you know, and it's 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 hard for so many people and it's hard for so many couples. And and again, I, I'm kind of, you know, I don't I, it's it's funny because your my life is so amazing now. But I go back to that place that I was in and um, it was it was really difficult. And, and it's as I said, it's 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 probably stays with me more than I than I would like to admit or more than I care to admit. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it is a chapter in my life that was in our life that was that was tough. And I am so uh, the amount of messages that I got from from people, women about their struggles. And I, you know, I really feel particularly for couples right now who are going through fertility treatment, who have had everything paused, who've had everything put on hold um, like that is when you are already under such time pressure, when you already feel the pressure of the world and, and this, is this ever going to happen for us? And then something like COVID happens for couples. I just, I really feel for people who are in that place as well. So it's, uh, yeah, same. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, but, um, I feel blessed. You know, I really do. I feel blessed no more than yourself. And, um, it takes its toll, you know, and and I I I um I know for you it's it's um something that you've spoken quite quite openly about, and it affects people in different ways, but it can't not affect you, you know. No, big time, big time, and you know because we've spoken about this, you know, ourselves, like um. I think, you know, because I, I had two uh, miscarriages as well, and uh, mine were missed miscarriages, and um. Uh, I, they just hit me in different ways. It's amazing, you know, and I just feel like 
so for us, like Cahal will be three in August. And I think sometimes people wonder, be it family, friends or anyone, you know, are you going to have another? And honestly, right now, I'm psychologically not there yet to try again. Mm. Now, I know I'm not a 20 something. I'm 41. Mm. So in terms mm. of the old biological clock, it's, it's ticking fast. But I kind of feel like I'm just, with everything going on, with, with you know, with the situation we find ourselves in, um, I feel like something for me needs to feel like a real okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. I don't feel a sense of safety with it yet. I don't know if that makes sense, but totally I feel like I need sense. to give it myself. Yeah, I feel like I just want a bit more time because also I think what happens is, and I know we all talk about stepping away from fear, but fear is a natural, it's a natural response. And particularly if you've been through something, there's a natural uh, fear about, oh, will it happen again? And I kind of want to get my ducks in a row. So where I'm at at the moment is, I'm taking the right supplements. I'm trying to, you know, chill out on having, like I, ha I have a glass or a beer on a Friday and I, but I try not to kind of maybe drink during the week now. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to get my exercise. I'm trying to tick boxes in terms of get yourself prepped physically, get yourself prepped mentally and emotionally. And when those things feel like a sense of alignment, then maybe give it a go. So we're actively being very careful. So it's not like we're throwing caution to the wind. We're not throwing caution to the wind because yes, of course, I don't know whether even we'll be lucky enough to conceive again, but for us, weirdly, our issue hasn't been conceiving, but mm. obviously two pregnancies that I had were not destined to be. So there's something going on, whether that'll happen again or not. I don't know whether we're destined to have just Cahal and no more. I don't know. And if, if that is the way it's meant to be, well, then that's the way it's meant to be. I'm a big believer in everything happens the way it's meant to happen. Anyway, I kind of feel like, you know, it's life has its own way of, of, as you just said, you just said the same thing. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like I want to take the pressure off. I think that's the best place to be. And because, you know, preparing yourself physically is one thing, but really preparing yourself psychologically. And I think when you've had um, miscarriages, multiple miscarriages or any one miscarriage, I think psychologically you need to get yourself in back in, in a place where um, you are able to handle whatever the next pregnancy, please God, brings. And we're a bit the same, you know, uh, like I... I, if I'm being really honest, I always believed that we were going to have Ellie. I always knew that it was going to happen for us. I never lost that hope, even with over the four years. Like I genuinely believed that it was going to happen. And I think I just put so much emphasis and so much effort um, um, psychologically in that place that when she arrived, I needed to completely and utterly step back. I needed to completely, I mean, you know, because everybody, as you know, then says, when are you having the next or when are you having the next? And you, now your hormones are perfect and you can go straight into it again. For me, psychologically, I couldn't. I couldn't. And it was really important to sort of heal and restore and and concentrate on our relationship and get married. And, you know, even though when you listen to the other voice in your head going, yeah, but you're 40 and this is, you need to get it done and, uh, um, and you could go off down that track. But I knew for us and we knew for everything that we'd been through, we needed to realign. And now I can, I can never go back to that place that I was because um, it, it was, it was, it, 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 it got us, it got us where we wanted to be, which it's our beautiful daughter. Um, and I believe that, but it was, it took a lot out of us as well. You know, that, that, um, that just 1 million percent focus on that. And I think we definitely for us and, and we're, we kind of go through months where we'll go, yeah, we'll go again. And then we go through months where we don't. So we're kind of just playing it at, you know, seeing, seeing what happens and, um, and being content in that space. But isn't that brilliant? Isn't that where you're meant to be? Because a lot of, and, and as you said, like when it comes to baby making for a lot of people, it becomes an obsession. And and I, I, I like, we get it. We get why that, that is the case because you, you yearn for something you wanted so much. And then, and then there's this fear of what if it doesn't happen? And, um, you put all of your energy, not just physical, but emotional and mental energy into this one thing and hoping that it works out. And it's so draining on, on the individual, but also the pressure it puts on the couple, um, so giving yourself breathing space and, and making that decision to just take the pressure off and go, let's just be with our little family and, and, and just enjoy it.
Yeah. 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 That's 100%. So important. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. How have you changed? Because I feel like becoming a mother has been utterly transformative. Completely. Completely. I mean, when she was one, <laughs> this is funny because I, I don't know whether I had this conversation with you, but when she was about one, I was asked that same question uh, numerous times. And I was like, it hasn't really changed me at all. You know, I was kind of in this zone. It hasn't really changed me at all. You know, I still I go to work and I get up and, you know, life is great. And I go for dinner with the girls, you know, and I, I still think there was a part of me that was kind of in still a little bit in shock that she was ours. She was here even right up to a year, like her first birthday. I remember like looking at her on our first birthday going, wow, you know, and almost looking around going, is this it's it's no, it's 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 fine. It's here, which sounds mental. It sounds mental, but no, it um, doesn't sound mental. Yeah. Um, and I for for me, certainly uh, she has she has um taken a massive piece of my heart and is um, just feels like she was always meant to be there in one way. But still, I kind of I, I kind of catch myself and just am overcome with gratitude um, that she's that she's here and, and that she's she's ours, you know, um, on, on a day to day basis. And I feel what she has done is she has slowed me down in the best possible way in that I think, you know, children, they they I'm always somebody who has to be on the go doing this, taking on two or three jobs. I love being um, I love working and I do love being busy. I, I don't wear busy as a badge of honor, but I do like being uh, having stuff on. You're productive. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm productive and I'm quite creative um, more so than mm. I would have given myself credit for over the years. I like uh, getting involved in things and seeing them come to fruition. Um, and I think what um, what kids do and certainly what they've done, what Ellie has done for me is to a large degree make me stop going, what if and like down the line and we could get this done and we could get this done and you're always trying to think ahead to the next thing, the next job, the next um, project and actually and especially during lockdown it's like she's made me stop wishing the fast forward or she's made me stop pressing the fast forward button unbeknownst to myself and it is that beautiful time of just being with her and now it's like I almost want time to stop because I go into her every morning into the cot and she's grown another inch in the bed and you're just and you know she's another sentence that comes out where you're going sorry where did that happen how did that happen in 24 hours just coming out in full sentences and you just want to freeze frame the moments and savor them and you know, again, I think that's why this lockdown for us has been so precious that we it has made me actually realize and reevaluate uh, how I'm going to be in my day to day and how I'm going to live, because I feel a lot of the time I was probably being a busy fool in that. And I, I mean that in the best possible way is that I was taking on too much, maybe having three, three or four things on the go, not giving 100% to each of those things and then trying to be a mom and have, you know, and being a wife and a family all at the same time. And actually, when you work smarter, um, be a little bit more concentrated, take on less, you get more done. And actually, the focus and the priority is is her and is the family. And, you know, rather than having these projects to work on, actually, I've got a little project who is... Um, who is the most important thing in the world. And not that I ever forgot that, but it is it's the um, appreciation of family time, which the last couple of months has really uh, given me, you know. So um, I think that's that's how that's how I've changed, um, not just in the last couple of months, but over the last few years. Um, it is it is that and a bit like what, when you were talking to Tommy Tiernan, and I, I said this to you, he was talking about the adventures of life. And I have had so many adventures in life um, with all of the travel and I've seen the world. I've been on every single continent. I've gotten myself in every sort of situation imaginable. <laughs> and uh, and yet she is the biggest adventure of all. Mm. Oh, Catherine, that's gorgeous. I'm here smiling along listening to you because it's, um, I think a lot of people are probably uh, going through very similar stuff at the moment where 
it's it's like an opportunity to reevaluate where we are in our lives and like where we're living, what we're doing, how we're spending our lives, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people, okay, we're being forced to change, but also I think people will want to bring about change because of this time. Um, because when we're faced with something as unknown as as the virus, it does it does make you look at things in a way of none of us know what's around the corner. Sure, we didn't anyway, but it's when something like this happens, it makes you think about it a bit more of what happened what will happen next week or what if, you know, what if I was to get sick or somebody I love was to get sick and it makes you just cut through um, the stuff that you wouldn't have maybe given time to before and you go, all right, well, am I happy in this life that I'm living? Am I doing really what I want to be doing? And it's mm. something that I know that for you, you're passionate about doing your purpose and living what you're meant to be doing. Like you're, mm. you, um, like you're, you're, you're in the arena in which you were always destined to be because you're a, a creative person. And that was, you were going to be at acting or telly, you were going, it was, it was going to be, you know, it was going to be a performance in one way or another. Um, but I think a lot of people, whether they kind of slipped into a job or just were toddling along, uh, maybe they're now going back to the drawing board and saying, do I really want to be doing this job? Is this, is this fulfilling to me? Is this what's making me happy? Um, and I think it's an opportunity and, for people to to grow. Yeah. And I, I mean, something that you said a couple of weeks ago has stayed with me as well in that when I haven't gone through um, cancer in the way that you have, I haven't had an experience like that. But for you to have uh, have said that it completely changed your life for the better. And I know um, you are one of the the lucky people who 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 came out of it and and came through it and I know you're always very conscious of of the message that you put around that because that's who you are um when you're thinking about everybody else who was going through it um but I, I you know again that's that's stayed with me and I think it's like um it takes sometimes it takes a big seismic moment like that it takes a life altering moment to make us wake up and realize this is the one chance that we get. This is our one opportunity. This is the one time um, that we can't be living with regret or staying in a job for four years that we hate or regretting being in a relationship that we didn't get out of four years beforehand um, because the actual doing of making the changes and implementing those changes seems so hard and scary. Um, and then something like this happens where you are like like what we were saying, you're forced to think about what you want and you're forced to think about what's important and who's important and why are they important. Um, and I think for all those reasons, albeit and again, I'm so mindful of people who have who have lost friends and family to this disease, who've lost jobs and businesses. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm one of those people in terms of from a from a business perspective, trying to figure it out. Um, now, I haven't been affected negatively at all in the way people have been. And I, I am very conscious of that. Um, but to have a moment and if you are one of those people who can have that moment to to look in and stand still and reevaluate and realize actually the way you were living or what you were doing or who you were living with is not what you want. Then it is the time and use the time now and, um, you know, use the time to move to where you do want to be. Sometimes I think making those big changes, it's it's really hard work and it's it is stressful, but it's like you have to kind of just swim through the sludge to get out the other side. So there's a, sometimes, you know, whether that's just digging deep within yourself and sitting with whatever is coming up for you or whether that's making changes, you know, if it's ultimately the right thing for you. And if you're being led by that voice inside that we've basically spoken about this entire conversation, which is something that you have always been very connected to. And if you just tune into that, the right voice that really is, is, uh, is there to guide you to live your best life, then, then it will work out because we've all had times and everybody has struggles. Everyone listening has their own stuff going on, whether it's something, you know, and this is what we've spoken about this before. And I really don't think that people need to have something as dramatic happen in their lives, like a cancer diagnosis to wake up. Like, I think it can happen without that, but mm. maybe it was what what was required for me in my life it just it, that's what happened you know but I think I think an awakening can happen in, in various forms but mm. um you know 
I think life is, it, it can be really good and it's not, even when we're faced with difficult times and struggles, it always, it's always available to change and be mm-hmm. different. Because I have at times when I look back and like, you know, you know, be, be it going through a breakup or loss of job and where I was feeling really low and like, Jesus, what's, what's around the corner? And like now at this point in my life, I'm extremely fortunate. I feel very thankful for what I have. But I feel like I had to go through that stuff too to really appreciate what I have now. So mm. I think it's 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 important to remember in those dark times, be it going through a miscarriage or whatever it is, that it's it's not always going to feel this dark or this this you know this heavy. You know things will lift, things will change, um, and even if we don't understand it at the time, you know it's um, it's important to remember that. And and we're all going through this time in our own unique way because there'll be people in happy relationships happy relationships listening there'll be people in 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 really unhappy relationships now maybe tuning into this conversation who are feeling very unfulfilled in their in their home life so there'll be so many different variations along the line of where we're at so it's it's um we all just have to honor our little place in the world right now and and accept where we're at be that brilliant or be that not brilliant and accept that you know what I can actually pull the reins on my life here and make some decisions that will help myself. And even if that means hard work and even if that means tough decisions that may cause me pain or other people pain, but as long as I'm doing it by honoring my true self, it'll work out. And trusting in that is really important. 100%. Yeah. And I think, like, I think you've just hit the nail on the head. It's like, um, if you're in a situation and a place where you, you want to change, things can change, but you've got to drive that change. You know, you've got to, um, Get, get get in there and you've got to own it and you've you've it has to come from you i mean if change doesn't really happen on its own like you've got to um you know you've got to be the driver um get out of the passenger seat for want of a better expression and jump into the into the driving seat um in order to to get to where you want to be a lot of the time you know before i let you go would you be able to scru- just to describe what your dream day would look like um be it now during this time or pre this time? Like what would be the dream day for you, Paura Canelli and the dogs and Arthur? Like what would that look like? The dream day, um, if I'm being really honest right now, it would be uh, sitting in Greece. Pork, or right now it would be sitting in Greece. Uh, Peter, Poppy and Arthur, unfortunately, would have to be left beho- behind. But um, <laughs> I, at that sort of being away as a family, um, on holidays, uh, that little bit of escapism, I think probably just because over the last couple of weeks I've missed it. Um, and, you know, eating feta cheese and tomatoes, sitting on a on a beach, looking out at a, 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 the blue ocean, her in the sea, uh, that for me um, gives me a sense of calm and happiness when I think about that right now. That will happen. It may not happen in the next few weeks, but you guys will be there again. And uh, I mean, who knows when that will be, but hopefully it won't be won't be too far away. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think those listening will get a lot from it as well. Thank you for for really being yourself as you always are, which is so refreshing about you. And for oh. um for just being so open because that that is that is so helpful to people and I know it is because I'm one of those people that when you spoke initially about having been through miscarriage even though at that point I hadn't been through it I still connected with it and I found it very powerful because I have as we all have we all have friends that have been through it and and mm. I've ex- I've seen before I've ever gone through it myself the pain of it and and the mark that it leaves and and you know. <laughs> that's why conversations like this are 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 vital because when one person speaks up it encourages another to do the same and yes they don't have to do it on a public platform like we have but even if that means they open up more to friends or family it's a good it's thing so important. it's a really good it's thing so important because uh, as you said and as we both we've both said it affects people in different ways but it doesn't not affect anybody and i think um talking it out as you said whatever way you need to deal with it um but know that uh, there is support out there and there are people out there and um there are so many people that can help you even right now if, if it's a time that you're going through that you don't feel that you can reach out for that help know that it is there um 
that if 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 you want it, you know, I think that's that's an important message. Absolutely, it is, Catherine Dote. Thank you so so much for this. I've loved I it. I have loved chatting with you, sure. I always do, and you know, I think you are incredible, and um, you make it easy, and you are such an easy person to chat to, as you know. So that's why Aww. I love you. Right back at you. Right back at you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Ready to be Real Conversations. And if you're interested in joining the Pure Results online wellness community, check out Catherine's Instagram page for updates or go to pureresultsbootcamp.com to sign up. And as always, if you enjoyed this conversation, please do leave a review, click to rate and follow the podcast as it really does help to spread the word. Gurmila Magi. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.